0: Today's episode, it isn't about uh, living that harmonious, high-quality life. It is about developing the greatness mindset with none other than the Ohio legend, Lewis Howes. (laughs) Welcome to Build with Rob. It's your boy Rob Jarrett. We got a very, very special episode today. Forget about preaching all my, my, my normal stuff of ranting about, uh, you know, pushing everything into automation and time, energy, and and mindshare mastery and pushing everything uh, to the human optimization level. I got a human optimization high output brother of mine, Ohio family, the one and only Lewis House. Welcome to the show. My man, thanks, Rob. Good to see you, brother. Uh, uh, look, you know we have you on here today. You know we don't. We haven't really been doing guests uh, lately. You know it's just me kind of talking about uh, philosophy and everything that I'm learning. But you have a new book coming out, and, and we spoke, and you're like, "Hey, I really, really would love to come on and talk to you about the book that I've created." And and I said, "Then you get me that book, and let's let's understand it and and get into it." So you know, uh, first of all, uh, it's an amazing book. You know, congratulations you. on on getting another one done. Uh, obviously, you are already a New York Times bestseller. You know, this is coming right behind it. You have your podcast that's, yeah. you know, obviously one of the biggest um, podcasts in the space that's been changing millions of people's lives, uh, which ultimately is the vision for uh, the strategies and the mindset that you've created that you're now
1: sharing with yeah. people in this book. Yeah. So if
0: you could uh, lay out just sort of the the book itself and the mm. vision you have for, for the book.
1: Well, I think most of my life I wanted to be successful. That was the goal. How do I gain as much success and how do I accomplish my goals and dreams? And I and I kind of thought about it at all costs. I'll work harder than anyone. I'll work longer hours. I'll wake up earlier, whatever it takes to achieve success. First, it was in sports. And then when the sports ended, it was how do I do this in life and business and other areas? And when I hit 30 years old, right before I started the School of Greatest podcast, I realized that success on its own wasn't enough. And I realized that I was doing something wrong. Something was missing inside of me. This is something I've talked about with you over the years since I've known you. And it wasn't fulfilling me to the point where I felt like I was joyful, happy, and in alignment with my highest self. And as I started studying greatness, I realized... That success by itself was selfish and greatness is about actually pursuing your goals and dreams and then empowering and lifting others up around you, creating a win-win experience, not just a win-lose experience, making sure that you are impacting the people around you in a positive way as well. And I think I just was unconscious for so long about be successful so that I could prove others wrong, so that I could look good, so that I could be right, uh, you know, so that I could get acknowledged, whatever it might be. And I really needed to go through kind of an ego death and, and, and eliminate that because it was allowing me to get big results in my life, but it wasn't allowing me to feel fulfilled internally. And that's why these last 10 years has been the research of understanding this in practical terms and science terms. And the podcast just hit our 10-year anniversary last week, mm-hmm. right? 10 years every single week showing up, growing, learning, making mistakes, trying stuff, figuring it out and learning from the best, people like yourself, people like world-class athletes, neuroscientists, doctors, you name it. And I realized that there was a common through line of the greats, and that is they want others around them to be successful as well. It's not just for them. True fulfillment is making an impact and seeing others succeed as well. And so that's the, the crux of it. The book is really about helping you identify The thing that holds you back the most and feeling that way and experiencing that experience. And I believe my thesis is self-doubt is the killer of all dreams. Mm. When we doubt ourselves, we make poor decisions or we don't make decisions at all. We don't act or we act out of alignment of our highest selves. And so the goal is to figure out how to to embrace the self-doubt and overcome the fears that hold you back from doubting yourself. And that's kind of where the book begins, figuring out what is your clear, meaningful mission and then the enemy to greatness, which is one of these things that causes you to doubt yourself.
0: Yeah. And look, and and to me, what I love about uh, your mission is, look, you understand it. You know what I mean? It's like you you lived it. Mm -hmm. You grew into it. Then your process of understanding how great mind thinks and discovering these through lines was actually through growing and evolving your own self and business at the same time. So – you know, to me when I think about the greatness mindset, it it is like the inevitable output of all of your your entire journey. Yes. Right? In the book that has always meant to be written. Yes. Right? And and what I found the most like interesting in the way that you approached it is, boy, this thing is tactical. Very. You know what I mean? Like I was <laughs> blown away by like, hey, forget about Hey, there's these great stories in here. And and I really looked at like, you know, you've interviewed, uh, literally, you know, the most elite, um, human beings Mm -hmm. that there are Mm -hmm. right on so many different ranges and levels. So your insight's so deep, but boy, oh boy, do you give actual deeply specific tools Mm -hmm. for people to use to actually achieve this mindset and what led you to like, Hey, I want to make this super, super
1: tactical. What, what led to that? I, I, I struggled in school most of my life, and I, I, didn't, I couldn't understand things that were written in books. It was hard for me to understand school books, and so I struggled. So I thought to myself, what is the book that I could have picked up and con- consume at 13 that I could understand? What is the book at 21 when I'm struggling in transition from sports to figuring out my life? what will be the thing that would have guided me then? What's the thing at 30 when I was in breakdown mode and relationship and business and, and internally struggling, what's the thing that would have guided me? What's the exact steps I need with the stories and research and science that backs the stories from all walks of life, not just athletes, but the billionaires, the neuroscientists, the therapists, everyone in between. And what's the book that I need now to keep me on track? And what's the book that I'm gonna need in 10 years when I step into a new season and new situations in life come about and new adversities and eventually become married and, and become a father and and that what does that look like with that type of pressure and insecurity stepping into that season this will be the exact guide i'll use then and the guide i wish i had back then yeah and so for me it's it's really 10 years of research application and 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 being the guinea pig of what works and simplifying as much as I can, because I just believe that the mind and the emotions can be extremely complicated. And we weren't taught as kids how to manage them, navigate them, understand them, accept them. And so we do things to self-soothe in destructive ways that aren't our highest selves. And the goal is how do we get to a place of feeling as much inner peace and inner alignment, which I know you talk about a lot, aligning yourself, being as efficient as possible. But if we are distracted internally, mentally and emotionally, then we're going to make poor decisions and be destructive externally. And so the goal is how do we stay as clear and concise as possible under chaos so that even, even though you're not going to be able to control the external environment, you might control your physical space, but you're not going to control the world or what people do or say. But when the critics are coming after you, when there is craziness happening around you, can you stay calm on the inside? And I said to myself, the only way you can stay calm is if you are clear on your meaningful mission. And most people do not know what their mission is in one sentence. Yeah. Mine is to serve a hundred million lives every single week to help them improve the quality of their life. That's it. Yeah. And so I make decisions and I go in a direction that serves that mission. Does every decision I make work? No, but at least I know where I'm heading. And there's a lot of people who have no clue where they're heading and then they just kind of wander and circle and they get, you know, they're in no man's land. You see this with uh, Army vets. They have a clear mission when they're in service in the military. When they come home, There's lots of great programs if they use them, but some of them don't have a mission anymore and some can be very destructive because they're not sure. What do I do now? We must be getting clear on what our season is and what our mission is during that season of life. And then when we can go into the next phase, okay, now I'm clear, but if I don't even know what that season is or what my mission is, we'll give you the steps in the book on how to do that and really to discover these things. You may be in a season of trying a lot of different things to see what works. But once you get clear on your mission, there's going to be barriers to accomplishing it. And that comes down to overcoming the self-doubt, the fear of failure, success, or judgment. One of these three fears most people have in their life or they have had in their life. And at the center, the root of each one of these fears is I am not enough. I'm not smart enough, talented enough, old enough, skilled enough, beautiful enough, whatever It is, I'm not worthy enough. Whatever this self-doubt is, it causes us to delay. It causes us to question. It causes us to not step into the next action. And that's what holds us back. And so if we can understand the process of overcoming that and mending the wounds of the past, mending the pain that causes us to doubt and create new meaning from it, that's when we can overcome it and step into the greatness. Yeah, I mean look, I'm look, I even even as you just push it, you know what I'm
0: saying? It's this man's mastery of even laying out and and from knowing the book, he's laying out the structure of essentially what you can practice In in a tactical way. So not only is he sort of laying out like this journey for you of like, you need to end up in that mission, Mm -hmm. you need to overcome these fears, like, um, in order to create your greatness plan, right, Mm -hmm. to, to uh, heal from your past and find your identity. This is the framework of this book. And I'm telling everybody uh, that's listening is that there are pure exercises that you can go through to make this discovery within yourself, and all the way through the entire book, like describing sort of these these different sort of things that you need to go through from a self discovery mm-hmm. standpoint, and then giving you lessons or techniques on how to do it yourself. Yes, and and that to me, especially. When you said the idea of like season uh versus you know you, you said season a couple times, which yes. you, you know it's it's something that's i don't think is often hasn't been spoken about enough in the space, yes, where it's like everybody's not the same, and everybody's life isn't the same but but the season that you're in is different in different times, um, and your wants, needs, desires, and who you've evolved shift. into changes, right? Yeah, and, before
1: you became a husband and a father, you were on a different mission. That's it. That's it. And your 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 mission evolved with marriage, with being a husband, with being a father – it didn't completely change for you but it said okay let me get focused even more and add this to the mission
0: right and 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 the world's evolving you're evolving yes. but i love this idea that if you use this as a tool that you can always go back 100%. to using it as a tool at every season and every stage of life that's it and and to me i i think that's already how i approach like the the timeless works that matter to me, you know, when I, you know, when I read Think and Grow Rich again, yes. it's always like I've never read it. I know. You know what I mean? It's like all these, I read Good to Great recently. It was like as if I had never even read it. <laughs> it changed my life at the time and gave me this incredible perspective. But reading it again, it's like at this entirely new stage, mm-hmm. a new way of looking at it, I'm like, wow, this is way um, more like deep and has way more science to it that I even had appreciate, I couldn't even appreciate at the time, you know? So that's what I love, you know, about, you know, creating something timeless like this, uh, from, from, from that perspective. But I, I would like to go a little bit deeper into the philosophy of, of some of these core attributes, especially, you know, this idea of the meaningful mission, right? Mm -hmm. Like you, you, you know, it's so important. You've identified, you've locked in on it. It's like, why, uh, why do you think that that is the hardest one for people to find, right? And, and you think about, think about even like you use the military example, but it's like, Um, you know, it's, it's in sports, you know what I mean? Like there's so many different things when, when you have attached your, who you are to your purpose and then something pulls the rug out from under you. It's that like standing at, at square one Mm -hmm. is so difficult. And why do you think that is so hard for people to find that in the first place?
1: I think it's hard to find because, um, well, a lot of it is we, we question ourselves. We question why we're here in the first place. This is the human existence. When I was a kid, I was like, who am I? Why am I here? Why is this happening to me? When bad things would happen? I didn't understand it. So I didn't know the meaning of my existence of why I was here in the first place. So you're just curious, walking around the world, trying to just model from your parents, see what's happening with your siblings and say, well, what's the purpose of all of this? It's all a self-discovery of a journey of understanding why we exist. So that's kind of just a big, heavy question to answer for each individual. And it wasn't until I said, okay, I'm here for a reason. Let me figure out what this reason is. As a kid, it was, let me lean into sports because it's what I'm good at. And it's what I'm curious about. So when you're discovering what your meaningful mission is, I talk about the three Ps. The first one is the passion. These are your interests. What What is curious for you and something that you might be interested in? And just explore that space for a while. For me, that was sports after... After a period of time of just confusion, I found out I was interested in this. So let me lean into that. The second P is your power. Okay, I'm tall. I saw that I had some coordination. I have some talents and skill set around sports. Let me lean into that as well and see if I like it. So I'm using my power along with my passion, my curiosity. But the the second part of the power is figuring out where you are the most powerless Mm. and making that something that you overcome in your journey. So creating a list of all your insecurities and fears at each season and knocking the fears off the list by diving all the way into the fear and making it a new talent of yours, not something that you're insecure about, but a new talent. So figuring out your power and the things that make you powerless and making them a superpower. And the third one is finding a problem that you want to solve at different seasons. Um, so for me, My friend Rory Vaden said, you are perfectly positioned to help the person you once were before. So, you know, I was struggling and I was broke and I was trying to figure out how to overcome self-doubt. And then I went on a journey of doing that. And now I'm perfectly positioned to help someone in that position now, right? Now that I have that experience, if someone loses a hundred pounds, they're perfectly positioned to help someone else with that same pain at this season of life. So when we figure out those three Ps, we can get clearer on the direction we want to go. My first interview was with Robert Greene, the great Robert Greene. For this year For my podcast this, 10 years ago. Wow. My first episode was Robert Greene, about 48 Laws of Power and everything else. And he gave me a great story on this because I said to him, you know, did you always know that you were going to write these type of books? He goes, I had no clue. I knew I was a talented writer and I was curious about writing. So he knew his passion was writing. He was curious about it and he was talented. So he tried, he moved to LA. He was like a newspaper writer first, tried that for a couple of years, didn't love it. Then he tried like TV writing, didn't really like working with other people in a TV room. Then he tried movie script writing. He tried magazines. He tried all these different things around writing and he kept bouncing around in this exploratory phase to try to figure out what was his thing. He didn't like any of it. Then he said, you know, what? I really like this concept of writing this kind of weird, quirky style of nonfiction book. I think he even tried to write like novels. He didn't really like that either. But he's like, I'm really curious about this topic and I want to write it in a specific way. And he pitched it to publishers and they didn't like it. They all kind of were like, eh, it's weird. It's different than whatever. the 48 40 laws, 40 laws of Power. Yeah. 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 Wow. I think it was that was the first one. Yeah. Because it's kind of structured in a certain way and it's formatted weird. And it's like, ah, this is kind of like, are people going to dig this? Like, right. the publishers is it 48? Uh, yeah, most yeah. of these are seven to yeah, 10. Seven to 10 chapters. So and you're like, <laughs> yeah. and it was just kind of a unique way of writing and packaging it that the publishers didn't understand. But he was, believed in it so much that he finally got a publisher to say yes. And it was like, boom, this hit. So it was like years of exploring his talents and his uniqueness and his curiosity around something writing. where he finally figured out okay this is the thing and then hit after hit after hit going all in on that thing and that became his meaningful mission part of this process and so i think we need to go through a, a season of struggle or figuring it out or trying things if it doesn't come so naturally to us some people like yourself you're just a gifted skateboarder you know you just figured it out right away i guess but it took you challenge and struggle and then you had to go into the next thing. Well, I want to try this with entertainment too. Let me explore TV and let me try this. And then you get to where you are now. But but think about it. For me, it was a
0: – and it's why it resonates with me
1: Is is, you know,
0: you can – Start with your passion, yeah. but if you don't have any power in that passion, mm-hmm. it it could actually, you know, drive a lot of that powerlessness feeling. If and you weren't then, talented, yeah, and you but, wouldn't have gotten and, there. And then, like you know, you have a passion, and let's say you have a power, but you have the wrong problem you're trying to solve or right. or, or connected to. It's it's there's a lot of a, a lot of similarity in even there's, business. There's a, there's, too. A,
1: there's a quote out there I can't remember who says this, and I'm paraphrasing the quote, but there's something like one of the worst things you can do. Is win at the wrong things. Yeah. Yeah. It's like if you have the talent, you know, the power and the passion, but you're 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 solving the wrong problem yeah. and you're making money, but it's not really fulfilling you at the highest level, then uh you're kind of winning at the you're putting your effort and energy on the wrong things. Yeah. And look, and I I look
0: at it's this ever-evolving chase. Yeah. yeah. Right. When you look at it through that lens, and e- even for me, who where I feel like I'm in this sort of rapid evolution, uh, that I'm still continually looking towards w- what do I really want to do? And what do I love to do? And what excites me and what am I best at? And then what's the biggest problem I can solve? Mm-hmm. You know, it's like it's almost like I keep adjusting what yes. that is based off of the success that I have in the season that seasons, i enter. seasons, man. It's all about seasons. You know, because think about it. Like I transitioned to a season when I went from Self preservation to generational preservation, right? Created like generational wealth, had a family. Like I, it completely shifted, even what I um, understood about the impact that I could even make on the world beyond Mm -hmm. just being successful. Exactly, you know what I mean? Exactly, and and that's 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 you know it's a really interesting. Again, back to how tactical the book is and how you could apply those P's, three P's Mm -hmm. like over and over, depending on your situation to
1: just get clarity within yourself. Exactly. Get clarity. And when I was, you know, back in the great state of Ohio, sleeping on my sister's couch for a year and a half, I was in a season of how do I just survive? How do I get, how do I make enough money to go get my own apartment? I bought my, I got my first apartment for $495 a month in Columbus. And I felt like, okay, I finally got, after a year and a half of struggling and making no money, I finally made some and I'm in my own apartment. Now what's this season of life? Let me look beyond that. Let me get enough savings for six months. It was just like, okay, once you can go beyond that, you can see farther once you've taken care of yourself first. So just being aware of the season and always being in reflection. And that's why I love the sports analogy of just like, okay, once the season's done, Tom Brady just retired. Mm. He had a few weeks to reflect and he said, okay, I'm, I'm finally done. And once to complete the mission of your season, you get to ask yourself, do I want to do this again for the next season and the next season? And eventually it's going to evolve and shift and change. And so that's why it's important to take time to reflect and check in with yourself and see, am I doing what I need to do for this season or do I need to find a new mission? Yeah. Yeah. And, and look, I,
0: you know, I think, you know, um, you get better at discovering your meaning too. Yes. You, you you understand all the parts of of what is actually your meaningful mission gets more dynamic as you evolve and mm-hmm. gets more clear to you as you experience and try different things. Um, let's move on to the barriers of greatness. Yes. Right? I, I love the idea of like, you know, sort of these core failures uh-huh. that everybody faces, uh, but, um, or, uh, core fears that yes. everybody faces. But what what really is interesting to me is, okay, fair failure, everybody is like, that's the ominous that's, one yes. of like, hey, why, if I even make this try, if it doesn't work, like that's the yep. one that'll, you know, build the foundation of self-doubt. Um, I think, you know, secondary is the judgment of like, you know, uh, what if I don't, what's everybody going to say, you know, for me in Ohio, you know, it's my uncle saying, you know, he's going to get a, get a job like the rest of us, you know what (laughs) I mean? Like he's this pro skateboarding thing's never going to be a thing, you know, it's not a real job, you know, and it's the, you know, even though I was, you know, you know, like it doesn't matter what you say, you know, pushing through it, uh, and you know, I can understand that, that how powerful that can be. Those voices can be to basically dampening mm-hmm. your energy and your potential. But the one, one interesting one here is the fear, fear of success. Yeah. That, that idea of like, do you even, um, are you afraid if you are successful that you will no longer have the same friends and mm-hmm. no one will like look at you differently and all of this or whatever, what led to like, you know,
1: that being a core fear in this group? Yeah, well, as I started studying this and and analyzing my own fears, I realized that I was never really afraid of failure by itself. I was always taking action. It wasn't like I was afraid to launch a book or put myself out there. That wasn't my fear. And in sports, you learn that. You cannot succeed without failing over and over again and trying. So it wasn't a fear of failure for me, but when I would start asking big audiences Have you ever been afraid to fail? Most of the people would raise their hand. I'm like, really? I didn't understand it. Um, Again, the coaches that I had were like, you got to fail your way to success. That's just part of the path, right? So it was like, okay, let's do this. I was never afraid of succeeding because that's what I wanted. I wanted to get out of the situation I was in. I wanted to, you know, be great in sports and make money. I was like, I want this. So I'm going after it. I'll talk about my fear of judgment and why it was so big for me, but the fear of success, when I ask people, raise your hand if you've ever been afraid to succeed, almost the same amount of people, a fear of failure is a fear of success. I'm like, what? It never made sense to me until I studied it. And I realized, and actually until I started to make more money and become, you know, build a bigger platform, I started to realize, oh, this is interesting. And I'm sure you've seen this a ton of times, leaving Ohio and being on TV and making more money that you start to see a lot of people coming out and trying to be your friends that were no longer your friends Mm -hmm. from the past. You start to see people ask you for money and get disappointed if you don't give it to them. You start to see people want you to promote them and then get mad at you if you don't do it. You start to see people, oh, you changed, all these things. Mm -hmm. They don't teach us growing up how to manage the emotions and the energy mentally of all the people in your life or people that are coming at you When you become successful, they also don't teach you how to stay successful. And I think there, there's an amazing documentary called the weight of gold, which is about Olympic gold medalists that struggle with depression that go on, uh, that overdose and that commits suicide within a year after they win the gold medal. So Mm. they've been chasing their whole life for gold and then have these big breakdowns afterwards. For a number of reasons, but a lot of it is the pressure, the weight of being successful, being in the spotlight, people thinking that you're this godlike person or have something right unique. and the responsibility of living up to it is a big pressure for a lot of people. So I understand it and have empathy for it. Uh, and I experienced some of it, but I was you know able to embrace it and, and deal with it, but I can see the, the pain that it can cause a lot of people being successful. There's a stat out there. I don't know if this stat is still accurate, but I remember seeing this years ago. Something like 78 or 79 percent of NFL players go bankrupt within four years of retirement. Yeah, I don't know if that's still accurate, but I remember reading this years ago. <laughs> look, look. I hope that it's evolved I know. since it's become such a big thing. You've heard and, about the and, and
0: now that they really try to coach players mm. when they come into the league of like understanding money more, I would hope that stats evolved. But hopefully, it's, it's hard to say.
1: But But money comes to you. Money comes to you when you're ready for it, as a mentor of mine told me. And if you get money or get success before you're ready for it, emotionally and mentally, if you don't have the mindset to be prepared for it, you're probably gonna go bankrupt. You're probably gonna screw it up. You're not gonna be able to sustain it. And so that is it's kind of I'm I'm really glad that it it happened over time for me. Like I gained little by little, year after year, in terms of audience growth and financial success and and these things. And it wasn't just like overnight I was able to, to build something. I probably would have ruined it all if it would have happened. So I have compassion and empathy for those that just get famous quickly and have money quickly, but don't have the emotional or mental fortitude to sustain it. So that's the thing that a lot of people face is the fear of success. Why would success come to you if you're afraid of it? You're essentially saying, I'm rejecting success. I don't have the courage to act. I'm not ready mentally or emotionally for this, it's uncomfortable, and so why would success, money, or these things come to you if you are afraid of them? You're rejecting it emotionally and mentally. The fear for me was judgment. This was my greatest barrier. Again, I was willing to take action. I was willing to do whatever it took, work hard, because I wanted the success. But I wanted it for the reasons to fill something inside of me that was missing, that was out of alignment. I didn't feel like I was good enough, so I felt like I needed this to enter me so I felt like I am enough now, I've arrived. And no matter how much I accomplished, how much I succeeded, um, how many goals and dreams uh, that it made come true year after year, I still didn't accept, love, appreciate, and and see myself as worthy of receiving it. And so therefore, when I would accomplish these big things, I would get angrier. Mm -hmm. I would be more upset and be like, (laughs) I'm supposed to feel better now, but I feel actually more upset. Let me go for more. Let me get a bigger goal. Let me go after this thing and prove to myself and everyone who doubted me. And it's exhausting. It's the second most powerful fuel to drive you into action. But once you accomplish it, you see people just needing more and more and more and more to fulfill something as opposed to just fulfilling the thing within them rather than outside of them. And so for me, that's what it's about. It's going back to these these three core fears that cause us to doubt ourselves and when we can identify which one it is for us and we can figure out where have we believed that we are not enough? What are those scenarios and situations of the past that cause us pain today, that cause us to feel that way today? We must be willing to mend and create different meaning from those experiences so that we're not living in a, a state of I am not enoughness so that we can actually just take action from a state of abundance. Peace and freedom internally. When we can do that and remember the future, our future identity of who we truly are, our highest, most authentic self, and step into that now, bring it closer to us now. Our buddy Dr. Joe Dispenza says, "Remember the future. Mm-hmm. Remember the <laughs> future. You know, you can you can heal the memories of the past, and then you don't have to stay there anymore. Yeah. Start remembering." who you are in the future and bring it and draw it closer to you. Think the thought and then magnetize and draw it into you and act from that state of a future identity as opposed to a past Listen pain. To Listen to me, I will never forget this moment
0: in my life. I will never forget this moment in my life. It, it is, it's remember the future will be a part of like my existence from this point forward. Even if, if the great Dr. Joe has said it a million times, like I have never like heard it. I have never like I've never heard him say it. I've never heard you say it. I've never heard anybody say it. But it is core to like my practice of trying to uh, be in the future in my mind, mm-hmm. experiencing, feeling, understanding um, and and smelling the smells yes. and feeling the joys of what the future experience looks like. But that is the best possible way to describe it is mm. remember the future. And I will like – now I'm – it's almost like there's been a lot of talk of like – uh, sort of this incremental meditation throughout the day. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I'm now like going to be doing incremental manifestation through the lens of like, remember the future. And then like, think about me in forever estates. Like, yes, think about me, like, you know, whatever the scenario sitting in the future, Derek machine forever office. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Uh, anyway, that one, that one hit me. Remember the future. I,
1: I think we, it's hard to remember the future of what we want to step into. And who we will become, our highest self, if, again, our past memories and the stories and the meaning we have about those things keep us in self-doubt, keep yes. us in fear of one of these areas. So whatever it is you've got to mend, let go of, forgive, you release the shame, insecurity, guilt, whatever it is, you've got to let it go, mend, create a different meaning so that you can say, oh, this actually needed to happen for me to be where I am today. And I'm going to embrace it as opposed to resist it. When we can do that and get clear from the past and be present and remember the future, that's when everything starts to shift.
0: Yeah. And look, and I I think, you know, for me, you know, healing the past, which is another, you know, you know, big portion of the book and the mindset of greatness, right? Of, um, like developing what you need to do before you could begin to develop these tools, you must deal with what sort of shaped you yes. up to this point. And for me, you know, I always looked at like, I didn't have any trauma. Right. I didn't, I, I actually had the opposite where I you had a great family life, you great had a family great childhood. found yeah. a lot of, took a lot of early risk and found a lot of success that built self-belief. But what I, when I think about it through my lens, I, I just created bad systems and bad ways of thinking, of thinking like, oh, it, to be successful, you got to work really hard and then party really hard. Like, you know, there's no other way, like like, like pushing as hard as you can to get hard, to another yeah. level then play hard. Like, and then I just looked at, you know, you you go on health runs and you stay healthy for a while and then you relax for a while. And then, oh, it's time for another health. Run. <laughs> I got, I looked at like, Oh, no, that's just how I am. Uh-huh. That's that's just the way I'm made up. And, and then the problem was is I began to connect that to who I am and, mm. identity. and the identity, right? So it's like I just looked at like, nope, like you – Uh, you are the guy that's going to like go party with all your friends and go on a run together and like then work really hard and try to do a ton and then chill real hard like you are the high and low guy that's what
1: what got you here? That's why you're so successful. When did you start to shift your identity then? When did you start to see a different identity that you'd never lived consistently? Maybe you did part of the time. When did you say, I'm going to step into this identity? I I, I believe it was gradual. Mm-hmm. I had
0: to evolve away from it before I discovered, before I, I could step back and created the awareness to yeah. realize that. Yeah, Because it's so hard to realize. And then if you're just committed to discipline and clarity, and, and you got to think, I'm so highly optimized and balanced and grew the success and the life that I have from a place of harmony, uh, from, from 2016 up, up till today that you, you were discovering a lot of these ways of being in, in a nuanced way. Yeah. Right. When I began to collect all that data and really see like, Oh wow, look at this wave you did for the whole year. Then I still say, well, Hey, that's, that's how you are. Right. That's what you are. So you, you knew that when the holidays come, you're still going to enjoy yourself because what did I say to myself? Well, that's what you're supposed to do is enjoy this time of the year. And it took me you know, beginning to look at that and grow in all aspects of life to finally say to myself, like, no, you don't have to do that. Mm. You don't like, why don't you just spend, uh, this year and not drink or, or eat any snacks and sna- drink, and like yeah. eat any cookies and pizza and drink through the holidays. Let's, let's enjoy and feel the the richness of the holidays without that. And broke that paradigm that I had been stuck in despite becoming a highly optimized, successful, yeah. focused, living a beautiful life. Mm-hmm. You there's still layers to get to, and a lot of those layers are still blocked by the stuff that's the way you are from your past. Yeah. That, that sometimes it's hard to even see to
1: rectify, hard to see it because we, we. I used to be so reactive to people who wanted me, who gave me feedback sometimes, because I was like, don't try to change me. This is who I am. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Be resistant. Well, it's working. I'm getting results. Yeah. So so stop trying to bother me. And uh, it only works so far, but it doesn't allow us to be our highest self. And I think, again, there's nothing right or wrong. Live your life how you want to. But if we're really trying to make the maximum impact on the people around us, then we get to constantly look in the mirror and ask ourselves, what are the stories or behaviors or things that are actually supporting and serving me and those around me and how can I adjust or tweak them? And I think you are probably the only person I know who has done it at such a high level of documenting every day, as many data points as you do. I love looking at your spreadsheets and seeing like, here's my whole last year. Here's my whole this year. Here's my week. Here's my night. You track everything. It's incredible. And I'm excited for people to have your, your whole system when you bring it out. Um, But I think when we can just see the data, you're able to see it. And you said, okay, this type of data is getting me these types of results. What if I tweak this a little bit? What if I try this? So gradually over time, you started voting for a new identity by acting. And James Clear says, every decision you make is a vote for the identity you want to become. So you make a new decision and you're saying, I'm going to make a vote today for this identity. And the more consistently you do it over time, you become that identity. You're remembering the future by doing that once and then over and over and over again and stepping into a new person. And as Dr. Joe says, your personality is your personal reality. So if you're the party hard guy, work hard guy, that becomes your personal reality. Yeah. If you're the, I'm going to be high on life guy, (laughs) I don't need to drink at 2 a.m., I don't need to smoke cigars every day to to wind down. Uh, I don't need to have snacks and cookies and and pizza three times a week because I'm high on life and I love the way I feel consistently in this space. That becomes a new personal reality for you. That personality, your identity shifts and your environment and your abundance expands.
0: Yeah, and look, and I, I live it to the extreme. Line, you are extreme. You know, and in the sense of feeling the expansion of abundance, feeling the depth of the of of knowledge and perpetual evolution towards continually evolving and growing goals at a rapid rate. Here's the thing that trips me out the most about my sort of journey in in the last, you know, six months is I used to look at like the videos of Kobe. And where he's talking about getting up and practice at four in the morning. Yeah, no. It seemed unrealistic and like like too the, extreme. Yeah, too extreme. And when I would I used to think about like um, you know, like like Tom Brady's diet and his commitment to health through the whole year. It's like, now nah, you're not even taking time off in the season. I right know. Like you got the summer and you're not you're still gonna be in now, but now. At the level that I have reached, right, like this level that I have gotten to, to where like you have, you're so hyper aware of every single moment of the day and the value of all of your time and how everything that goes into your body uh, affects the way that your mind thinks that creates the decisions that Mm -hmm. leads to your present experience and, and all of this. Um, you know trade between time, energy, and mind share of everything in my entire existence. it now all matters to mm. me, and now I see so clearly when I see like the like Kobe talking about the compound effect of getting two practices in in the morning before you practice in the afternoon it's crazy right that he's basically tripled your growth in the same amount of time, and when I think of like the longevity and the high level that that Brady was able to play with because he never stopped being dedicated to his body which allowed him to do it now it makes total sense to me and like i look at like my identity and what i want to 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 for people to look at is like like the life version of that yes you know what i mean where yes. the way that i live today and, you know, where, you know, this month I tracked everything and did everything 100%, mm. right? It's the highest qualitative data I've ever had. And how had. do
1: you feel knowing that you
0: did everything? But, but it's not, it's like I, yeah, I could show you in the qualitative data of it's the best month of my life since I've been tracking data for seven years, right? How do you
1: feel emotionally and mentally it, it and is, expansively in your businesses?
0: It, it, it's, it's, you're overwhelmed with awe, Wow, because you're like this is how extraordinary life can feel, and so it's like I can't ever imagine like eating bad, not taking supplements, not getting in the gym, not meditating, not um eating super clean, mm. getting a good night's sleep. I can't even imagine never doing it again, Wow, because the human experience is so vivid mm. and extraordinary because you are so clear, yes right? and and again. I push it back to that like, I had to grow into that over many, many years and and not even that long ago, looking at people who were already on that level as like, I, what would I look at? I would look up to them and not judge them, but be like, it's too too extreme. Too, too you much. Know I mean? because, I'm already like, working hard. Yeah, you yeah, know, Because you want to be able to enjoy the stuff and do yeah. what it is until you realize that it's not. And then for me, what I still have a New Year's dinner party with my friends who are all party in and they they can't they're like oh wow how long you going how long is this going to last for you are like forever yeah and i'm like my I, life. Don't, I don't know like it's not really i'm not trying to accomplish anything with it this is when i feel yeah. the absolute uh, best and i'm i am my best and my world's the best and that's when it shifts in identity and now what's going to happen My my super close friend's fortieth birthday and my other super close friend's wedding this year and that night they're like, Well, you're gonna drink at my fortieth, right? You're gonna you're gonna party at my wedding, right? And it's like, probably not. Probably not. And and but by the time that shift has occurred, that by the time I get to those events.
1: They're not even gonna think twice. They're gonna be like, "He's just so
0: disciplined." Like it's not even like a thing that he does. Yeah, but
1: you're gonna be so present with people that you're around. You're gonna be so engaged, so joyful, fun. You're gonna feel. They're gonna say, "Man, you look like you've been drinking all night because you're so full of joy and energy." Yeah. And I've never been drunk in my life. I think you know this about me. And and growing up playing football, a lot of guys would get party and and drunk on the weekend after games, right? And I remember I would get pressured constantly. All through college. I never had one sip of alcohol in college. And I would get pressured all the time. Just have a drink. Just have a drink. Come on, uh, Louis. Yeah. Just party. And I would go out, I would have fun. I would go to the clubs and dance. And I felt like I was just high on life. People are like, Are you drunk? I'm like, no, I'm just got a lot of energy, man, because it just feels good. And I think that's the key is like figuring out what works for you. And it doesn't doesn't mean you have to be so clear like you all the time and be so extreme, but if you want the type of abundance and freedom and expansiveness, that might be what it takes. Mm-hmm. Oh, I think it is. I think it is. <laughs> I, and I,
0: I, I think it does. There are continual levels yeah. of the, the vitality of joy yes. and the vibrance of the human experience that you can continue to grow towards. You Absolutely. Know? And, and look, so, you know, for me, um, you know, you know, you get to sort of your identity and and ultimately healing from your past. It's different, you know, because a lot of people have bigger things that they do yep. need to really push from to get there. But then we get to sort of your core plan at the end of like, hey, here's the game plan for mm-hmm. greatness. And and that's probably the most powerful side of like the book where it's like, all right, here's sort of you did all this sort of tactical stuff yeah. of self discovery uh, to like now, okay, now design Mm -hmm. your plan to actually go and achieve it. Um, what are some of the, the, the keys to the way that you look at how somebody
1: creates that? I think, I think it's first coming from a place you do this perfectly. Again, you have your whole schedule mapped. Your whole calendar is clear on the actions you're going to take, what you're saying yes and no to, to support your mission, your vision that you have for your life. I learned this playing football my sophomore year in high school. I was 15. I entered the locker room for day one, and they had a, a, a piece of paper kind of taped up on each locker. It was the schedule of the day, the schedule by the minutes of what we're doing. Okay, you're going to warm up for five minutes. We got a coach's speech for two minutes. We got a water break at this point. It's special teams, offense, defense. It's, it's breakout sessions, all this stuff. And I was like, huh? Why don't we just show up and like practice? But they were so organized and clear about what they were to do based on that week goal of like, here's the game we have. So we got these many days and what we need to do every minute to get us prepared to be the best we can for this game. And I've taken that into account into life. is just like being so clear on scheduling things that will support the mission. And also... Allowing myself to imagine and dream what is the perfect day. I think you do this so well also. And imagining the perfect day. So I've got an exercise in the book to help you discover what that perfect day can look like and how you wake up, where you wake up, who you're with, what's going on, when you go to bed and everything in between. So you imagine and experience the feelings that you want to have, the expansive feelings. And then, okay, now we've got to be tactical and structure it in our schedule. And put it in there and make sure that we are focusing on doing the actions that support us. And everyone talks about the law of attraction and just kind of like thinking it, but the word action is in attraction. You must act daily. For me, the podcast, it's been 10 years every week doing an episode for 10 years. I do three a week now, but I haven't missed a week in 10 years. I've taken action, I schedule it in, I'm clear on my greatness goals, my greatness game plan, and I just evolve. Reiterate it and just keep growing into it, and so that's what it is. A lot of people first are not clear on their mission, uh, or they got the wrong mission. They're doing things that they shouldn't be doing. They're winning at the wrong things, so they're taking actions and creating goals in their game plan to win at the wrong things. But if we get clear on a mission, we must start to get clear on our yeses and nos. What will serve this? So I did it wrong for a long time. I used to say yes to everything commit to 10 minute meetings with people driving across town and say, hi, maybe there's gonna be something that opens up here and there's a season for that. But over the last few years, I've just started to say no to almost everything and say, I'm going to schedule only things that support this mission. And that's been a huge game changer for me and allow me to accelerate getting the future here faster.
0: Look, um, love the project. You know, I love uh, that that I got to meet you and be on the podcast and connect with you. When uh, was that? Twenty sixteen, man. You know what I mean. So it's the it's been, being a part of your journey this whole way, and even early on when we talked about the commitment to buying greatness dot com. Yeah, and, man. You know, really driving the how amazing the word greatness is, and mm-hmm. and again, I I really think that this is. Um, the book you were always meant to write to be your legacy piece and that I believe that it goes way beyond uh, just a a reading a book, but it's something that that's going to be turned into lessons and and part of your teaching program and that anyone's going to be uh, able to apply and grow into over time and continually get better and better depending on what season they are of life. So uh, I just want to say again, congratulations to you, everybody uh, listening to here. It goes without saying you're going to get this book and 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 read it and, and learn so much about who you are and your potential and be given all the tools that depending on what stage of of life you're in you're going to use now or in the future to help guide you to, to that ideal version of yourself to get you uh, to start to remember the future mm. version of yourself um and thank you uh, if when when you guys buy the book head out to page 281 uh your boy your boy <laughs> Your boy Rob's got a little bit of little quote in there uh, from uh, me being on the podcast. Yeah. Lewis brought me into the book, so you can skip right up to, to page two eighty one <laughs> to hear my thoughts on discipline. Uh, but my friend, congratulations! Thanks, uh, brother. Glad that, to have you on the show and, Thanks, and share your vision with everybody. And Appreciate the it, best you. Best of luck with this with this project. Thanks,
1: brother. Appreciate it.